2: Welcome to Kogel Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. I'm film critic Gary Kogel, and today we just can't wait to talk about A Star is Born. It's written, directed by, and starring Bradley Cooper, and co-starring in an impressive Oscar-contending performance, Lady Gaga. Also, a film that won the Audience Award at the Sundance Film Festival. It'll take some of you brainiacs all the way back to your childhood. It's called Science Fair
1: i'm wine expert Haley hamilton cogill i cannot get a star is born out of my mind it's heartfelt genuine beautiful mesmerizing so to pair we toast gaga and her impeccable being with a wine inspired by her first meeting with the star is born director but first gary let's talk about this film i am i we saw it a couple days ago i'm still just inundated with with this film I just I literally can't Get it out of my mind
2: I was so stunned At the end of it I'm all I'm teary eyed right now I don't know why I just welled up mm-hmm. But uh, I was so stunned At the end of it That um, I just sat there For a little while mm-hmm. and, and And you know We went to We went to an Opening night You know Preview And And uh, you know, we pay money to go to the movies. Yes. We don't get in free anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a whole thing of the past. So when you pay the high end big bucks to go to the you know opening see him, yeah. opening on Thursday night, you know before it really opens on Friday to see it, it has to have meaning, and it it has so much meaning. I I just I couldn't get over him, and I couldn't get over her. I couldn't get over Sam Elliott, mm-hmm. who's in that film. You know, this is a film that's. Been advertised a lot. It's the fourth of these films. They did one back in 1937 with Frederick March and Janet Gaynor, called *A Star Is Born*. And then one of the famous ones is the 1954 version with Judy Garland and James Mason. Yes. And then in '76, the one that we're all connected to, the Barbara Streisand, Chris Christopherson film, which massively disappointed me mm-hmm. back then. Mm-hmm. I didn't love that film, and it hurt, but it didn't hurt enough. Mm-hmm. This film is a gut punch. Mm-hmm but it's so beautiful because their relationship is so interesting and he wrote it and he produced it and he directed it and he wrote the song Shallow mm-hmm. I think.
1: Mm-hmm. I think they wrote many of the songs together. Yeah, yeah,
2: right. So I'm I'm watching this and I think it's I think it's a movie of intimacy. It's it's you know he's never directed a movie but he's a movie star and you know I, I like seeing this progression by him. It's one of the best first films I've ever seen. I mean, these first films that become Oscar nom, "Dances with Wolves," mm-hmm. was Costner's first film. You know, you know, when 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 actors make films and go do it, when Redford did "Ordinary People" and he won the Oscar. I mean, this is that level to me of a film. I think the knock on the film is that we know the story and it's, you know, it's a bunch of Hollywood types, right. and, and I I throw all of that out. This is to me. Almost a perfect movie i don 't think I'd change a frame because he has a, he has a meaning for every mm-hmm. shot, every little look at her eyeballs and her mouth and you know they play on her nose all the time that it's crooked and that it's not perfect and that's what's held her back mm-hmm. all these years and and it, it has so many different themes what, are the, what what's a theme for you that you connected with it
1: just this? I don't know if it's a theme. I just appreciated it. There was an innocence to to both of them. And then in their relationship, and even though they're both, you know, they both have their demons that they're fighting with. Mm-hmm. He, I think, probably more than her. Though I really do think this is her film. Um, that somehow together they 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 kind of become one. Um, that could be some codependence as well. Oh, wow. um, yeah. And, but I also just you know you you appreciate the 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 innocence of being so swept up and so completely overwhelmed with each other that that they complete each other
2: yeah you know she's on her way up and he's on his way down and that's a typical hollywood mm-hmm. story
1: mm-hmm.
2: and they meet kind of in the middle mm-hmm. but he's on his way down and mm-hmm. it's bad
1: well and yeah and
2: she's on her way up and it's fascinating mm-hmm. but at the same time you know the, you're right it's codependency it's it's a You know, it's a substance abuse film Mm -hmm. in many ways. He is so so convincingly drunk Mm -hmm. (laughs) during this movie that just that shot of him getting out of the bus, you see it on the previews of the trailers, Mm -hmm. and it's shot down a long, kind of a long, just right next to the sidelines of the bus. And he gets out, and he's so wasted, Mm -hmm. and she's holding on to him because she really loves him. And wants to see him beat this, and she really does her best to help.
1: Oh, but, see, that's interesting because I didn't take that scene to be like that. I thought it was them getting out of the bus to to enjoy. I
2: yes, yeah. Well, I get that too, but I, I he's so
1: wasted. I can't take my eyes off of I him. I didn't think he was wasted right there. I think that that was when he had. I don't. I, I'm gonna. Okay. Well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. we might I'm be contradict about two the, okay, okay. Because because I found that when she when they were together. Yeah. That he was very. His, his mind was straight. He was clear. He wasn't drinking. And, and, and I also think it's hilarious when somebody says, Oh, you can't tell I've been drinking because every person who's ever been with anybody that drinks knows when somebody's been drinking and somebody hasn't. And, and I, 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 if, if. If that's the scene that I was thinking of when he yeah. puts the the hat on her head.
2: Okay, um, well, well, we'll go back and look at the trailer but, online and but, I'll, I'll, um, show, I'll show you because it I
1: think be, yeah. that that there was actually a, a, a such a, a beautiful sweetness in, their, in, I in their, their relationship. I completely agree. Then. I think
2: I think their relationship is so sweet and so in an extraordinary. Setting because he's extraordinary as an artist and she's extraordinary. It's so normal, mm-hmm. you know. They don't live in mansions, mm-hmm. and they don't even even in their wealth and even in their popularity, they live in kind of a simple
1: mm-hmm.
2: out in the woods kind of lifestyle with a dog. And by the way, the dog in the movie is his dog mm-hmm. in real life, mm-hmm. and it's it's one of the coolest. It's a dogs. good
1: dog. <laughs> yeah, I,
2: you know, it's it, it, it's battling personal demons. I, I think a lot of it's about celebrity and how people handle it. I just love that when they meet, they sit in front of a kind of a cheap grocery store mm-hmm. and and they sing each other's lyrics to each other. It's one of the most beautiful moments on film. And, you know, you can do a wide shot, however a director wants to figure out to do that. But how he figured out cinematically how to shoot that film with his cinematography, to me, is Oscar level. It's everything about that film. just It's so beautiful. And it looks so good. Those concert scenes are so real mm-hmm. and interesting to me. Well,
1: it's also really interesting, I think, something that... that- just kind of storyline-wise, how she starts out one way and then gets swept up into the the Hollywood or the you know stardom, and and immediately starts to change and changes dramatically, and he calls her out on it, and and that's another kind of interesting thing because she you know she's all in on it even though she's pretty much lost who who she was and who she is, and I think some of that the very very end kind of comes back around, which was which was. Nice
2: to see. Yeah. uh, The very, very ending of the movie is so devastating and so beautiful at Mm -hmm. the same time. I Mm -hmm. mean, so if the Oscars were today and they are not, she gets nominated. She wins. If they were today, we have so many films films coming up. He gets nominated. Mm -hmm. I think he gets nominated for literally everything he did, including music.
1: And the music is incredible. Producing. It's not a musical. We kind of had this discussion: is this a musical or not? And it's not a musical because they don't stop down to just you know break out in song. But this, but every single song that's in it has a a really defined purpose
2: because they're writing lyrics about the pain that they're going through or the life that they're going through, whether it's euphoric or or the or joy. painful or yeah. the joy of it. Yeah. The first half of this film, there's so much joy and cool stuff.
1: Well, and again, the the lyrics to listen to the lyrics at the the very last song of the film, the lyrics are are some of the like the most beautiful thing that that somebody could say to somebody.
2: That are you getting all yeah yeah I'm are you getting, getting all teary eyed? So that that there's that famous scene, and let, let's get to the wine part here. But there's that famous scene that they keep showing that they built the movie on where she's kind of pushed out on stage or well, she walks out on her own accord. She's a very strong person in film, mm-hmm. too. You know for being insecure about her look, she's a very strong person and overcomes all that and and uh, but when she walks out on stage, that's one of the most powerful movie scenes. I can't wait to see it again. Where she walks out and, and sings for the first time in front of a group. You
1: hear her voice.
2: But we see her early in the film singing because she's in a drag bar. Yes. And she's the only straight allowed to sing in a drag bar.
1: Because she's so good.
2: And she's singing La Vie Rose, yes. her own style of it. Yeah. And that's how they meet
1: well and it 's great, and so that does yeah. kind of bring us around to our uh, to to our pairing, which I thought would be very fun and 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 I think that that whole first scene was inspired by their original meeting so when When Bradley Cooper saw Gaga at a charity event, um, he had already kind of signed on and started this process, I think it was in two thousand and sixteen. Uh, to do the film. And he didn't know, though, who his leading lady was going to be. And he saw her at a charity event. She was singing Lavi and Rose at this charity event and um, kind of said, okay. I'm in, called her the next day. They had a meeting in her home that does have an 800 bottle wine cellar. Go Gaga. Gaga's a big wine drinker, which I also just kind of love. Um, she tried to, she was on her path to kind of side note to make her own wine, which would have been the perfect pairing. But I think that there were some trademark issues or something, how she wanted to name the wine. And it was kind of after, um, her aunt that the Joanne album hmm. was kind of... So there was... But she, I don't know. Somebody had a name that she wanted to use. So that's being held up, unfortunately. But um, they met in her home. He, you know, kind of offered her the the part. She, you know, signed off on... I think she know, cooked for him. The rest is history. Yeah. I think so. I think so. But there was... Um, but the kind of the power and the 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 intimacy, I think that we see in that first scene is kind of I think what kind of ins- was inspired by their first meeting. So I thought it would be fun to pair with a Lavien Rosé. Lavien Rosé. Um, Ro- uh, Rosé from Provence. It's it's perfect for kind of our early fall enjoyment. Great Thanksgiving wine as well. Chateau Rubin Lavien Rose. Um, very crisp. Lots of. It's from Provence, so kind of that classic. Um, Provençal kind of lots of of what we call the garrigue, so you get those kind of woody herb and wild herb notes those herb de provence kind of notes um lots of red cherry red currant um very crisp lots of of freshness and acidity so a really great wine to drink with food because it's going to cut through especially kind of anything rich or a little bit fatty because it'll cut through some of that that richness um
2: you use the word garigue.
1: I love the garigue. Garrigue is, is a French term that basically means wild herbs, and it, and they grow everywhere. They grow throughout throughout Provence. They grow throughout the Languedoc. It's it's all so that when you kind walk up and down wild the, sage walk and up wild up and down thyme, the and there's just there's just herbs everywhere. There's lavender everywhere. There's there's you know wild rosemary and wild thyme and and you know sagebrush, and, and that gets
2: into the taste and into, just the kind and into the dirt into the wine.
1: The the aromas that fill the air. Or what hmm. you what you smell on the hmm. in the wine?
2: Is this uh, Bradley Cooper's best film? Um,
1: I think American so. Hustle, I, American Sniper. We loved American been, Sniper. Um, he was great in Silver Lining Playbook,
2: The Hangover, Silver Lining's Playbook.
1: A fantastic uh, part this, and a yeah. fantastic early part in Sex and the City, where he played a love interest for Carrie. Did he? Yes, he and did. And you remember that? Of course I do. I remember that scene so well. He slapped her uh, a magazine with her on the cover, not looking at her best, and laughed at her and said, Is this you? And she got out of his car and walked away. And then, then that was the end of that love interest.
2: I think there was a little part in his life before that that he worked for NBC in Pennsylvania. Wow. Yeah, I think I think it was a news guy or, or I could see that. Room. Yeah. Well he's in the worst newsman movie ever made with Sandra Bullock called All About Steve. It's the, it's the worst. <laughs> Man, there's broadcast news, and there's All About Steve. And it's just horrible. When we come back on Kogel Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing, 1,700 of the smartest teenagers on the planet compete against each other in the International Science and Engineering Fair. It's a funny, award-winning, Oscar-contending documentary, and it's called Science Fair. And we will be right back. Over the past few weeks, we've been sharing our latest wine discovery with you, and it's called Wine Access.
1: We want you to know more about Wine Access and their impressive portfolio of small production, premium quality wines from passionate winemakers that are otherwise very difficult to find. Wine Access makes it so easy to find these delicious handcrafted wines from all over the world that we know you'll love, like impressive selections from Bordeaux, Barolo, Napa, and so many more. And I like their
2: philosophy a lot, that the barrier to the world's finest wine isn't price, it's access. From the smallest vineyards to iconic winemakers, wine access never settles in the hunt to find extraordinary wines that we like to say exceed expectations. And one of them that they have on their website right now is a, well, I'm going to use a little, little alliteration here, but it's a very tiny production, tiny production. It's called teeter-totter. And it's Teeter Totter Chardonnay. It's a 2016 from California. It's 94 points on their list. It's $34 a bottle. And as they say, it's pure, it's elegant, and it's very well balanced.
1: Nice. Mm -hmm. Wine Access is a team of wine experts who taste thousands of bottles every year, from well-known wineries to... Little hidden gems like Gary just described from all over the world.
2: And the Wine Access team only selects the very best to offer all of us wines that over deliver in value, tasting as though they cost twice as much. And they share the full story with you where the wine comes from, the story of the vintners, the winemakers, even the families behind the wine. And that's why we want you to try Wine Access too. So we've arranged an exclusive limited time offer. You're gonna get 20% off these great wines that already over deliver on price. And you can order as many bottles as you like. But to take advantage of this offer, you have to go now to our special
1: URL. It's called WineAccess.com slash Cogill. This offer won't last. Order now to get this fantastic 20% off deal for full details please go to our special website, WineAccess.com slash Cogill.
2: Yeah, and you can order the teeter-totter Chardonnay if you want. (laughs) This offer won't last. Go now. It's WineAccess.com slash Cogill. C-O-G-I-L-L. Welcome back to Cogill Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. The podcast that consistently says a good glass of wine and a good film always go hand in hand. (laughs) Well, they do in our house anyway. And in this case, an inspiring documentary. It's about brainiacs. And it's called Science Fair. And here's my disclaimer, Haley. I entered a science fair once. And I was... Awful.
1: What was your What was your I project? Failed miserably.
2: You know what I did. My dad helped me put a box together. I got some eggs and I tried to hatch them with a little light. And, I thought, <laughs> and, they, and they basically just hard boiled themselves.
1: That's so sad. Yeah. Aww, well, that's I had a good I had to have idea. a project,
2: and nobody in my <laughs> family, including myself, did you
1: buy the eggs from the grocery well, store? Well, we weren't science minded.
2: And <laughs> I I don't think so. I don't remember. Did you what,
1: steal them from a chicken?
2: I don't remember where they came from. <laughs> <laughs> but I tried to hatch them, and I just put the little light, and you know, and it just boiled them. Anyway, it's kind of like okay. kind of like an easy bake oven for birds. <laughs> oh, oh, it was horrible science, that's fair. Awful. but this but this movie is great. You know, I I I I'm, we're, I'm, we're looking at these kids in this movie, and they're from all over the world, and there's seventeen hundred of them, and they're, they're a lot of them are traveling on a plane for the first time. They're from poor communities all around the world. They're from wealthy communities in the world, and they, they kind of highlight a half a dozen of these mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. And the winner gets $75,000. Mm-hmm. That's huge.
1: Yeah, especially in the life of when you see the range of, of you know, kind of social status or, so, mm-hmm. you know, economic, uh, of the economics of so many of these children. I
2: mean, if you come in fifth, you probably get a full ride almost to any college yeah. you want to go. I mean, there, there, there's college you know, these really brainy colleges are looking for these kids mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. and the interesting thing is, it doesn't matter how rich or poor they are. There's there's a there's a little girl in a latino village that with her partner that
1: the brazilian the brazilian the, girl the brazilian, yes. there's a, a two students from brazil that basically created their project out of the fact that zika was affecting so many people in their community and just that kind of heartfelt okay i'm going to take a problem and i'm going to to use my brain and my own you know my own whatever to yeah. create something that 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 will hopefully solve a problem for my own village, for my own community. And 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 there that that was kind of my Favorites. I loved them because just because it's it's something that is affecting them so deeply right mm-hmm. now. Um, but then there's also this guy that's like a programmer in California who's just kind of a total dude that that wears Hawaiian shirts and doesn't really want to go to school. Doesn't and, get good grades. And thought it was the most hilarious thing he could do on his algebra calculator was create um, you know funny funny lyrics if you read the numbers of the calculator upside down. I, I had some people. <laughs> (laughs) like that i went to school (laughs) with it did that sort of thing made words out of their calculator um it's it's not really (laughs) what you're supposed to be using your calculator for
2: (laughs) but you know he's got a bunch of brainiac stuff going on in his head yeah but he's brilliant and he's brilliant and there's a place for it here. there's also that the, the girl um it's the girl that's not noticed at school
1: She's yes, she's a she's a Muslim girl. Um, I think her family's from Bangladesh. are um, she's going to a school where they they have three different gymnasiums. They have fifteen uh, trophy cases for the. Um, Athletics yeah. and the school, of which there aren't a lot of trophies though, because they say like the school's really gone like 0-9 the last six seasons or something like that. And yet this girl is one, she was like fourth place in the competition two years ago. Mm-hmm. And... And then they go around to all the students, and they say, "Have you, you know, you know about the Like, "Oh, she goes here. She's yeah. we never heard. How that. come we don't know? About don't, about nobody that. told me. They don't make an yeah. announcement in the morning.
2: <laughs> I mean, she goes, she goes so unnoticed by her peers, right. and she's really she's lovely brilliant. And, brilliant yeah. and brilliant and brilliant and it's going to do amazing things. I think in that's life. the
1: the the most interesting thing about why I like this film is one the that kids being raised today in some that there are some kids that aren't so focused on just what their social media feed is doing and how their selfies look, but they're actually really, really very, very smart and they're they're very driven and they're driven from a very young age to do great things. And I loved how many girls there are throughout the film mm-hmm. because you know, I have a, I have a, what I think she's a complete science brainiac niece that, that I want her to see this and I want her to be encouraged by this. And, and, you know, it may not be the coolest thing in the world to be a brainiac, but it is when you're around all these other, all these other kids. And, and they're
2: so nervous when they go into the, you know, the convention center yeah. where they have the event. They have a mixer on the first night. And it, so you have this image. <laughs> And they're all getting dressed up, their version of whatever culture they're from, yeah. dressed up, and they go in there all like dancing, <laughs> jumping up and down, and they're and they you know, they're gonna go meet girls, they're gonna go meet guys, and it's so it's so normal, and yet they are so far above normal, uh, yeah, as far as you know, as far as the, the brain goes and and what they're doing, I, I'm I'm I was really moved by this film because it it, it gives everybody an opportunity that. In our culture now Especially I think Politically now mm-hmm. And the nature That we're is not being celebrated mm-hmm. Science is not being celebrated In fact it's being pushed back Arts aren't Arts thea- aren't being theater. celebrated I mean, It's being pushed yeah. back and you know what's being celebrated is hey can you make a bunch of money right? What's being celebrated is hey you know how popular can you be?
1: Well, and and you know where are we putting our money? We're not putting it in the arts. We're putting it in you know if it, if a teacher carries a gun in school is she going to make a higher salary? It's right. those. There's one teacher in this that is so passionate and she she is so driven and she is so focused on getting the most out of her kids and in. It's just, it's just incredible. She's a
2: great teacher. She's a
1: great teacher, and she and she expects the most, and then these kids want to give her the most because they know that they're doing it for themselves.
2: If your school has one child or one student that ever makes it to this finals, wherever it is in the world, every year, yeah. you know, one of the seventeen hundred, she has nine. Yeah, she has yeah. nine students from one school that make that. That's just extraordinary. Well, and
1: it made me kind of think, you know, like like I was a theater girl. My sister was a th- big theater girl, and we had a great teacher, Warren Rosen. a fantastic teacher that that encouraged, in, you know, stood behind his kids and encouraged his kids, and and, and still is is teaching in, in Fable, Arkansas, Fable High. No kidding. Um, and and it's and it's incredible to see that. And I think that there are, you know, you have the theater kids. You have the the science kids it was nice because you can kind of think everyone can kind of relate if they were a part of one of those kind of groups that was so you know the thespians were so mm-hmm. we were so dedicated we were you know doing yeah. great shows and it's always so cool
2: yeah and, you spent and, all your extra time on yeah it. Yeah, I did, yeah i did that too and i did that in college with speech yeah i went to speech tournaments all through college and competed against usc and ucla and all the uh-huh. all the big schools and and we beat them yeah yeah we were amazing and i i miss i miss that camaraderie you know that that's the the nice thing you know as an adult you find you find things that you're still interested in mm-hmm. like wine mm-hmm. and like film and you develop those little kind of groups around you you know for the rest of your life but that time in high school and college is is very so special intense. love this movie love the idea of science that there's a science competition out there that i didn't know that that you could go and and be a part of it
1: and that it's international cuz that's yeah. the other side of it i think that that and kind of a, especially now, not to get too political, but we do have an administration that is very much all about ourselves, and to have kids exposed to an international group of of students from all mm-hmm. over the world, and to you know, I think that if you look beyond your own doorstep, your your horizons are immediately widened, and yeah. and, and it's really. I think it's it's just really important. And Globalism, it's a, so this yeah. is in theaters now, right?
2: Yeah, it's in theaters now. It's making its way around. And uh, I think it's I think it has a chance to be up for a, a, an Oscar or get nominated. It's hard to get nominated for an Oscar because they only take 5 yeah, for in the finals and there's so many good docs. A lot of them we've been talking about lately. But the idea of science. What's the idea of science and?
1: So this is kind of a fun, uh, just a, more of a, a topic of discussion. Just you know, when you often when I think about wine and 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 kind of what what inspires me about wine is the passion behind it, and I've talked about that a lot. And you know, it's the passion of this winemaker and their dedication and and the hard work and the farming because it's not glamorous. But the whole other side of. Of making wine is chemistry, mm-hmm. and so that's also a very cool thing. If you think about, um, you know, the 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 science behind producing a, a a bottle of wine is as important as the farming, and I think sometimes that gets a little overshadowed, and the chemistry behind everything gets a little overshadowed by the passion, and and I'm probably. A, a, not good with that because I do promote the passion and the the heart and and the dedication and the love so much, but, but the chemistry is just as important. Um, and kind of along that note, kind of more of a a topic of of current conversation is that we've had all these fires in, in California that, that like last year have, have, you know, kind of come at in opportune times, the fires that, that hit Northern California and Sonoma and Napa, Last year was actually, you know, right about this time. I think they're, they're if it's not this weekend, then it might be next weekend of celebrating the, the anniversary of that, you know, just torrential fire that that destroyed so much um, in Sonoma and, and, you know, parts of Napa. Um, thankfully, that fire, a lot of the fruit was already off the vine. And so as we've kind of started to see... Um, Fruit was off the vine; it was already in fermentation tanks, so it wasn't as affected. Unfortunately, I think the Mendocino fire, probably one of the largest, but they've had so many this year throughout California um, that that smoke taint this year is really a topic of conversation that that wasn't as much last year, and and I think some of it kind of depends upon when, um, where the fruit was, and the process of of ripening when some of those fires started, but a lot of it was kind of during that development stage before veraison. And so kind of what will the smoke from the fires do to, to grapes, especially as they are in that kind of critical um, ripening phase. And it's, it's basically if, if that smoke will affect the phenolics and all of a sudden the flavors that the phenols, that's your flavors, that's where all of the, you know, all of your, your will will all of your apple and pear turn into mm. some, kind of a smoky smoked apple smoky, and smoke pear. Yeah, charcoal-y. I like smoke on
2: my wine. Well, yeah, but that's you a, know,
1: but that's a different kind that's of That's a Syrah, isn't that's it? A, that's a different kind of you know a little meaty bacon fat smoky Syrah,
2: big fat red.
1: Yeah. But but you don't want to have smoky wine, and and it's kind of it, it's it, it's definitely a problem, and it's something that some winemakers are are very worried about we don't really know but it's interesting i think that copper crane which is kind of a large large production kind of i think like they sell their their wine is poured on airplane Mm -hmm. and and coach on airplane a lot It's, (laughs) it's not a yeah it's it's a very affordable um large production wine but they bought quite a bit of fruit from Southern Oregon, and they kind of pulled their contracts with a lot of these farmers very last minute saying that the fruit was affected by smoke taint. Wow. And, and again, we don't really know that for sure, so it's interesting that they would, would cancel that contract. And so a lot of these... Farmers throughout and a lot of these vintners throughout Southern California all of a sudden had all of this fruit and who was what was who, what's going to happen to it and so many um, I know Willamette Valley Vineyards in particular um, was one that that did buy some of that fruit and and a lot of their neighbors are kind of coming to the you know aid and oh, and buying out. some of that fruit and and using it because they haven't you know the flavor of the grapes. Some of the grapes are are not affected, but hmm. again, you don't really know though until the fruit is processed and it goes through fermentation and, yeah. and, and, you know, there are certainly some kind of tricks that can be used in the winery though. Nobody really wants to talk about that, but then that comes in with mm-hmm. some of the chemistry that, that can be involved. So it, it's just going to be really interesting. And it's definitely a, a kind of a, a very sad and scary time because those not only did the fires just wipe out, you know, hundreds and hundreds of acres of land, but then the actual product that comes from it could also be destroyed. So
2: I think every winery I've ever been to with you always has a little area with a chemistry set and beakers. Oh, and, the,
1: yeah, the yeah. lab is always the lab. yeah. And and that's you that's part of it. You've got to measure your bricks. you have to measure the tannins, all of that's all of that's chemistry. Yeah. And, and wow. but it's also Measure the phenolics, you the acids, you know all of your your pH levels, all of that. But again, I like I I remember I was with Murf Merv Murfeld at North Star and Walla Walla, and and he tasted fruit. He identified exactly what the tannin levels were, and then he there's a, a tool that you can use to, to identify that as well. And he was so right on just by his palate. So again, I think that there is. You know, there's all the science behind it, but there's also that just great passion and instinct and and dedication.
2: So, following these kids from this competition as they become young adults and then older adults, okay. I bet they're all into wine later.
1: I hope it? so. Well, and it's and I will say, I've also interviewed many winemakers that kind of are completely that chemistry route, and I have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but but you know the passion. But
1: I do. I you just don't it. have that kind of brain. I'll but love, I appreciate it. Although I, I
2: think that's a great connection. Next time on Cogill Wine and Film, uh, more great films, either in theaters or on demand, along with wines and pairings we call worthy of celebration, like today, like today.
1: (laughs) For more on the films and the wine we talked about today, be sure to follow our blog on com or through Facebook. Be sure to follow Gary on Twitter at Gary Cogill, And to see what we're drinking now, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Dallas Uncorked.
2: And with that, I'm Gary Cogill, and I'm always looking for the next great film.
1: I'm Haley Hamilton Cogill, always in search of a great glass of wine.
2: Join us next time on Cogill Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing.
0: Aloha. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and